Welcome to the Black Wealth and Culture Podcast. I am your host, Johnny King. I am here with my beautiful wife, Dr. Latanya King. We are very excited about this very first episode. The Black Wealth and Culture Podcast was created to educate, celebrate, and inspire African-American families, our leaders, our organizations, and each of you out there listening, we thank you for being with us today. Dr. King. Hello, hello. I am excited to be here and to share this information with all of you today. Very good. Listen, the purpose of this episode, this is our very first initial release, okay? We are not podcasting experts. We will soon become that. The more you pay attention to us, the more you tune in the more podcasts we deliver. But uh, we are very passionate about this subject matter. We are very passionate about our people. We call this podcast the Black Wealth and Culture Podcast because it's all in the name, all right? We care about our people, black people. We truly care about the wealth aspect of our culture and the things that our culture needs in order to attain and grow and develop generational wealth is a huge subject matter to us. And of course, we are just as much a part of the culture as you are. So we love the music, we love the fashion, we love the entertainment, we love the sports, we love the the intellectual property that our people and our culture develop and generate day in and day out. Um, We're here to celebrate all of it. We're here for all of it, but the biggest part of it is the educational piece on black wealth and how to develop and maintain and learn about the rules of money. Uh, That is a a huge piece for us. Yes, yes, definitely. So I know you all may be wondering, like my husband said, I am Dr. LaTanya King. I have um, four degrees and I say that because even with that, it did not uh, protect me or my family. And that's kind of what led us to this business. Um, I got started here because during COVID, I lost my job, but not only did I lose my job, I also lost our health insurance and the life insurance that was provided at the job. And I've been with this agency now where we've been doing, on we've been on the crusade. And I want to emphasize the word crusade because it is very important for us to get this information out to all families, not just the wealthy, but all families, even the middle-class families as well. And although I love my job, I did realize that um, I would never be where I wanted to be as far as work-life balance with what I was doing as a nurse practitioner and a nurse, nurse leader. I was working for someone else's dreams and not my own. But again, back to kind of what led us down this path is uh, we experienced it firsthand what a lack of knowledge and preparation can have on you, especially on families, financially, emotionally, and mentally. Um, During the pandemic, my constant worry was how financially devastated we would be if I was not able to work. Of course, as a, a doctor of nursing practice and the leadership roles that I'm in, just like a lot of households, a lot of women nowadays are the main income breadwinners of the family. And again, we were unprepared and I had no resources in place 
after losing that job. And so um, after that, that led me down the path of just finding all the information I could on how to be prepared for retirement and also what could I do to help my family if I was unable to work, if I did get COVID at that time, or if I got sick or, Lord forbid, a fatal diagnosed with the illness where I couldn't work again, what would those options look like? And that is what kind of led us on this crusade and down this road of financial education and help and wanting to help our people. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, something that um, once we begin to attain the knowledge for ourselves and we begin to realize how impactful that knowledge has been to us and how little we knew or were educated. Like, like she said, my wife has a doctorate, two master's degrees, or, or a, a master's degree and two bachelor's degrees, okay? I'm not n- nearly as educated in terms of those degrees and those certificates are involved. Um, I didn't go to school that long. I chose not to. However, I do have a bachelor's degree myself, and I'm pretty intelligent and educated myself. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My, my entire background, um, you know, most of my family did not, um, did not go to college, to be honest with you. They were successful business entrepreneurs. And some of them went to college or went to college for a short period of time um, or went to, you know, secondary college or something like that. But uh, for the most part, I mean, my mom was a beautician for her whole life. She inherited her business from my grandmother who started that business as a beautician. Okay, my grandfather, after he retired from the Navy, he started a, a barbecue restaurant, right? My uh, uncle and aunt, um, they started their own soul food restaurant in Vallejo, California. And then once they stopped doing that, my uncle started his own fire safety company, a very successful fire safety company. My father himself was a McDonald's franchisee for 20 years. Okay. He owned six McDonald's at one time. At one time he owned, or maybe it was five, uh, potentially six, all of the McDonald's in the city of Vallejo at one time. Right. So this experience for me and for my wife, I I said all that to say that um, we both see things from two different perspectives as it comes from where our education comes from. But at the same time, one thing that we both realize is it's no matter how educated you are, how many degrees you have, or how successful you are in business and how much money you earn, the rules of money and the tools in which to develop generational wealth, develop uh, financial growth and independence are not taught in schools, nor are they taught in business. You have to seek that knowledge out for yourself, or you have to have someone that's willing to stand up on a soapbox and share it with you. And that's why we are here today, to stand up on a soapbox and share with you our knowledge. Now, where do we get this knowledge and what makes us individuals that you can listen to and tap into. First of all, I just told you about the wealth of experience I have as a child of a family of entrepreneurs. Not only that, I've owned my own businesses. Okay. So um, anybody out there who's a business owner, anybody out there who's running their own business and trying to prepare themselves for retirement, we are in the same boat. 
I understand where you are. I've been there. I've seen my parents go through it, right? They're living out their retirement right now as a result of what they did as a business owner. Some of them are successful. Some of my family members aren't so successful with how their life has turned out after they've sold their business, okay? But all of these concepts, these financial concepts are extremely important to me, extremely important to my wife, so much so that we sought out to earn our own state licenses in the area of financial education and services so that we could be fully prepared to deliver this information to you. Yes, yes, that's that's very, very uh, true. Um, and one thing that I wanted to bring up is the term middle middle class or what what does that look like because that is kind of where the majority of us fit and I I consider ourselves to be middle class that's and here we were two professional households right two professionals in a household we were getting by but not getting ahead and when and when it came to thinking about retirement or savings or uh, money for our kids for college we were not putting money away into those funds and it began and we both begin to reevaluate and look at where we were where we are and where we want to go both of us i'm proud to say are about to be 50 years old and we you begin to look at things a little bit different at that point of time so um that again that's kind of what led us on this create crusade and some of the questions, I guess, food for thought that you want to begin to ask yourself is what do you think could happen to your family if the income that you are contributing was to stop tomorrow, right? That That is the question that began to go through my head during, during this mm-hmm. time, you know, during COVID and, mm-hmm. you know, my husband got really, really sick and it was a, it was a really scary time. And I remember thinking about that and not having that peace of mind. And yes, we're married, but then again, for those of you who are single or you're young and you may be thinking, well, I don't, I don't need this. I don't, you know, if something happens to me, it's not going to affect anybody. But mm-hmm. uh, if you are single and if you experienced an illness, you know, which would definitely probably equate to, I can say, medical expenses, because being in the medical field, I know even with insurance, you end up with bills. What financial needs could you have if you were single? You know, and for the business owners, as Johnny just talked about, if you're an entrepreneur, what happens to your business if something was to happen to you or some of your key employees? What would you do? Mm-hmm. How would you be secured? You know, the truth of the matter is 65% of American households are completely unprepared for a loss of income. And there's only 5% of American households that's earning 250K or higher that have access to the products, the knowledge, and the the companies that could put you and your family in a situation that would provide not only peace of mind, but also a cushion and resources for you to utilize if you if some of those things were to happen to you. So mm-hmm. that's why we are here. We want to teach you and help you to protect the assets that you have and your family's interest and 
ultimately help to build generational wealth. Yeah. Yeah. Generational wealth and building and developing it is a key uh, focus of ours to help you and help ourselves and our people understand how that is accomplished. And, you know, our training, our education, our upbringing, society would dictate to us that for us, for our people, it's probably not possible. If you're not an athlete, you're not a rapper, you're not an entertainer of some sort, you're probably not going to ever see real generational wealth. And that is so far from the truth, okay? That's so far from the truth. The main reasons that we as a people have not seen or developed or established a pattern or a standard or behavior of establishing generational wealth in our families, in our communities, is because we are not educated. And it's not our fault that we're not educated. Mm -hmm. This information has been not even really hidden. <laughs> this information has been put in places that the American capitalistic population were, would know that we're not going to go seek it out. And that's in a book. Mm. Okay. From the, if, if we really want to get real, this is black history month. Okay. If we really want to get real for a second at the beginning of time, when we were brought to this country as slaves, we were beaten, brutalized and killed for trying to read, for wanting to read. Mm -hmm. Right. So eventually we developed a um, hidden sense of, of not desiring or not feeling like reading was an important value because it could lead to a loss of life. It could lead to pain. It could lead to injury, right? Over time, while some of us, some of our people embraced education, others of us said, I'm not trying to get beat or killed and it's not for us to be blamed for that. Right. So so some of our families never passed on the the necessity for education, the necessity to learn how to read, necessity to get into books, because guess what? A lot of these tools and a lot of these things that the capitalistic society of America are using to develop generational wealth for themselves and their family, they're not hitting. They're not secrets. They're just put in books. And if we don't read, we don't know. Okay? If we choose not to read, we're choosing not to know because they're putting it out there for us. But we're choosing not to read it. And so our platform here with uh, Black Wealth and Culture is, you know, I'll be honest with you. Myself, I'm not much of a reader. I have to force myself to read. I'm much better with audible audiobooks and and reading in that form, but sitting down and opening and turning the page is a little bit difficult for me. Now, I have to be honest with you. I'm proud of myself because I just recently read one book in an entire day, although it wasn't that long. It was a book called The Retirement Miracle by Patrick Kelly, an extremely valuable resource. Extremely valuable resource. Every single one of you listening should get that book and you should read that book front to back. And it's not that long, but it's extremely valuable. Now, what we do is 
pick out the nuggets and the jewels and the most important aspects of what we read. And we're going to share that information with you. Okay. Because, you know, I could build a library and, and tell everybody from around the world to come visit my library so you can learn this stuff. Or I can say, I have a library full of information. Listen to this. Here are the things that are most valuable in my library. Here's how you can impact your life. And the reality is that's what we've been doing. We've just been listening to the wrong voices. We've been listening to the masses. We've been listening to our employers. We've been listening to uh, stockbrokers and people who are want to sell us products so they can earn income and money off of them. We haven't been listening to conventional wisdom. We haven't been listening to the Warren Buffets out there that say the number one rule of money, number one, is to never lose money. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, if we are investing our money and our time and our interest in things that are losing money, then how can we accumulate wealth if we're giving our money away to things that aren't guaranteeing us growth? For example, a 401k plan is nothing wrong with having a 401k plan, but you have to understand what that instrument is designed to do and how it helps you and how it also can hurt you. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you use it inappropriately, it can hurt you, right? You can lose money using your 401k and to think in the way that you think it was designed to be used because our companies have a vested interest in you investing that money and they have a vested interest in them matching it because they get a tax break for it. But when they tell you they'll match up to 4%, go by all means, take that free money, put in your 4% and let them match it. But any penny that you invest over that is not going to get matched and is subject to loss, particularly in today's market. And if you're preparing for retirement, if you're preparing for future goals, if you're preparing for things that you want to do with your family and for your family, you can't afford to lose money on the way of getting there. This is the vital information that we're learning and that we are sharing with you, okay? And the longer you listen and the longer you pay attention, we're going to be guiding you, directing you to resources, valuable resources that you can look into on your own. We don't want you to take our word for it. We don't want you to look at us and say, they're the experts. I'm going to do everything they say. No, we want this to be a jumping point. We want this to be an igniter. We want this to be a reason for you to start researching and doing your own research. We want this to be a resource that you come back to over and over again because we care about you and your future and your family only. That's what we care about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's good. That's good. Um, and one of the things that... I wanted to talk about and um, as we probably get ready to come to a close here is financial wellness. During this podcast, you'll hear me refer to myself as the wealth care MP because I am their health care and wealth care go hand in hand. We do know that one of the number one causes of stress is financial problems and financial stress. So um, I'll, I'll kind of close with this too is that some of the simple things that you can do for your financial wellness is track track your spending. And of course, as simple as that sounds, I know a lot of times we don't, you know, but I say if you can, you can write it down or you can put it in your phone, however you want to do it. 
And then live within or beneath your means. I know that sounds elementary, but that is so true as far as helping you get on the right path as uh, for managing your money. And then don't borrow to finance a lifestyle. I know um, we, we definitely, everyone, we love traveling and we love doing things, but that is not smart to borrow and to use excessive credit cards to uh, finance your lifestyle. And so really quick, some of the other uh, takeaways, of course, I said tracking your spending, living within your means, uh, don't borrow to finance a lifestyle, and set some short-term goals. And it doesn't have to be huge. If you don't have an emergency fund, you know, start putting away $50, $100, but just, you know, set those short-term goals, and then become financially literate. If you're listening to this podcast, that means that you do have some interest there in becoming financially educated. Um, And then save what you can for retirement as early as you you can. Um, Oftentimes, especially even with nurses, and that'll be, I'll talk about that on another episode, we we work and work, and but we are not thinking about retirement. And it's not unusual for nurses for us to have two and three jobs, and then we oftentimes end up using our 401k mm-hmm. for when those emergencies happen. So uh, start saving what you can for retirement. And don't leave money on the table. You know, Johnny spoke a few minutes ago about different avenues for smart investing. And that's something that we'll, we'll be sharing in our podcast at later dates too. Um, and then what he said, take calculated risks. So we know, as he said, as far as putting your all of, don't, don't put all your eggs in one basket, mm-hmm. right? Mom used to always say that, don't mm-hmm. put all your eggs in one basket. So 401k is great. Like you said, the company matches, but Definitely look at other things that are out there. So um, those are some of the key takeaways that I would like to uh, end with. Um, on a personal note, as far as myself, um, I am actually on a crusade to help other nurses and uh, leaders in the, the medical field because we do not plan for an exit strategy. I remember being on the floor as a new nurse, and I think the, one of the oldest nurses on the floor, she was 70 years old. And I remember thinking to myself, I do not want to be 70 years old on the floor. So those would be some of the things that I will mention briefly is, um, you know, in future podcasts is beginning to think about ways that you can start retirement or saving and preparing for retirement, even if it's at a later phase in life like myself. Yes, definitely. Um, And thank you for sharing that valuable information on some tips and things that you can start to do that people can start to do to prepare uh, for a solid financial foundation. Okay, Mm -hmm. it starts with the simple things. It's education is a part of it. Okay, but applying the knowledge that you learn is a huge part of it. Okay, knowledge is not power until it's applied. Knowledge is only knowledge. It becomes power when you apply it, okay? So when they talk about an emergency fund and a savings, and I know many of us, many of us, it wasn't until recently that we started 
developing that concept for ourselves. That's how we know. That's why we're so passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Okay? Start somewhere. It doesn't matter if you're putting away $10 a month. Put it away. Save something. Okay? If you have a challenge putting that money away and accessing it, go get you an account at a bank that's not in your same city, that doesn't have branches in your city, okay? And open up an account. Make sure that they have electronic deb deposits so you can make electronic deposits that come straight out of your paycheck and go straight into that account. And when they send you a debit card, cut it up. And that way, the only way you can get access to those funds mm -hmm. is drive out of your city into that other city to that branch and go into the bank to withdraw it. That's going to prevent you from having that quick um, instant gratification access to that to those funds and will help you. Sometimes we need to do some very, very practical things to help us start the process of something that is uh, so far from the norm for us, right? Mm -hmm. We have, most of us haven't been conditioned to save properly or to save anything. So sometimes we got to put plans in place to help us. But the purpose of this podcast, again, was to really deliver some, some valuable information to you about why we're here and what we intend to do. We really thank you for uh, listening to us because what, what we're desiring for you is to help you learn how to create a legacy mm -hmm. for your family as opposed to leaving a liability for your family. And legacies and liabilities don't just occur at death or after death, okay? You can create a legacy and start on that legacy and build it and develop it while you're alive. And you can eliminate those liabilities while you're alive so that you can enjoy life, okay? And the main, the main um, tool that is used to help motivate you and inspire you to take these actions is revisiting your dreams. What are your dreams and your goals for your future? Mm -hmm. Whatever those are, they have a value attached to them. That value turns into dollars. It turns into a goal. It turns into steps and procedures on how we get to that goal, which turns into actions we need to start taking today. So thank you very much for being with us. This is the first episode of the Black Wealth culture podcast where we're here to educate celebrate and inspire happy black history month we hope that you continue to celebrate all the ways that our beautiful people have made contributions to this company or excuse me to this country um, and we look forward to to spending time with you on our very next episode stay tuned coming soon Today's episode of the Black Wealth and Culture Podcast was brought to you by Legacy Planning Partners. Legacy Planning Partners provides financial education and services to help families save more, earn more, and pay less in taxes. Legacy Planning Partners is on a crusade to teach how money works and how you can take advantage of the powerful financial tools and resources available to you. As non-captive life and health insurance agents, Legacy Planning Partners leverages their relationships with over 80 different companies to provide you with a financial plan designed specifically to help you and your family realize all of your future goals. 
Visit www.flpp.life for more information.